Let us talk the music. There's always something. I don't twitch, hearing loss, or any noise, new flesh, a new bump, a weightlessness. Hello. What's up? What are we doing? We're talking tunes. We're doing a music show. This is where I check back and discover I haven't actually been recording, isn't it? Uh, it fucking is, too. All right, I'll definitely record a music episode then. Let me try that again. You stupid prick of a thing. There we go. Right. Tripping Balls episode... Lots and lots. 319, I think. Uh, Another brick in what I think is possibly, uh, at least in the midsection, the most interesting year of music we've listened to. Let's throw a bricky mark. I don't know whether it's got the highs yet of other years, but it's definitely a very a very solid year. Well, tell me about your solidity. Well, let's start with Black Midi, which uh, weird. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe this this album. Fuck, it's all over the shop. It, it's I guess it's a little bit of Ween, a little bit of. Residence, I don't know. There's my abiding sense was this feels like what happens when a Mike Patton side project goes rogue <laughs> and rejects its leader. <coughs> it's it's a Mike it's Patton like, side project if, if re- take, done by an ALA. Yeah, yeah. If you take Patton out of it and then just like Mr. Bungle goes rogue uh, or whatever, you, you get all this kind of mashed up weird discordant jazz art rock. Uh, and it kind of is this. That was that was the sort of the, the, the main take I had from it. And then I turned it off and never listened to it again. It uh, did not reach me. Well, I tell you the most interesting. Like I like weird, right? So I spent a fair bit of time trying to get my head. That's why we get on. <laughs> but one day I'll listen to this and Beyonce back to back and oh my god that was some co- cognitive dissonance I'll tell you right now because you could that's not that's what I did when I listened to them that was exactly what I think I went it made me question why I do this podcast I'll be honest it was kind of like oh okay it's that kind of week is it okay um oh look I, I don't like there's really not much else you can say about this album other than Go and listen to it and make your own mind up. I think people will find bits of it that they'll either completely hate it or there'll be bits in here that will interest them. But it's weird. It's really fucking it's weird. It's extremely baffling. And <laughs> yes, there's not much to understand. I don't, yes, I don't understand why they did this and I don't understand what it does or what it's for or who it's for. But I know it's not for me. Whereas the Beyonce album is extremely yeah. understandable like you can you can see what you can see exactly what it is where it's for who it's what it's for how much it will cost and how much it will make but okay so I, I've sort of got three parts of this is it's obvious that she wanted to write like a like a club banger album right that's that's the broad idea but the this isn't a club I want to go and bang in no all, but okay so there's two parts to that is one the club music like how many parts does this have is this are these two parts part of the first part so is it now, is it now like five parts or yeah, is this it's, it's we just keep this is the subsequent parts keep getting into fractions but 
like I, I, this might be what club music is like. I have no idea. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't go. Is and sh- this what the young people are clubbing to? Well, you know, I don't. I'm not in pools on roofs in LA, but I'd rather be clubbing seals. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But like, I still think she's got an amazing voice, and I don't actually mind some of the vocal parts of this. But the beats are just so fucking asinine. It's ridiculous. Yeah, They're- yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's the thing I couldn't get past in this album is, is that it was. The beats were just so fucking Fisher Price. They were just so. They were just wasting her talent. Just a complete waste of her talent. And and, and as with a, you know, it, it, she's got a great voice, but she spent it saying some dumb shit, just some asinine shit. It was like asinine beats and asinine fucking lyrics. And I was like, what are we doing here? Why are you phoning this in? This is. It was just so. And it was interesting to see that the the usual groundswell of massive. Stan history on the web uh, was absolutely not that about this album. I'm sure the the, the Bayhive, the Beehive, uh, were out in force at some stage, but th- this is this has not been received the way that that you know, Lemonade was, for example. I just wonder what would happen if you if you stripped out her vocal and gave it to someone that could actually write some beats and let I, them. I wonder what what if what I was wondering. The other thing was like, what if you took her name off it and just released this as a, you know, just a generic fucking, this random up-and-comer uh, sort of club album. I think it would sink without a fucking trace. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. This is, like, just in the wash, right? Yeah. Um, the only interesting bits of this album were, and, and, I, and this is only relative because they weren't that interesting, were the more kind of 70s disco elements. There were, like, one or two tracks where they played with those, and at least it did... At least there was a fucking pop hook. Mm. At least there was something to hang the song off. So, so I was thinking, it's just—it was just so fucking meh. Uh, uh, look, and this—this this is like hometown bias, right? But I was thinking of um, Point and Kill because there is—is is it Church Girl? There's what or Energy? She's not from your hometown. But there's, um. but there's, there's a. There's one of the songs that has like a, you know, an attempt at an African sort of uh, counterbalance to the to her vocal, and even that is just yeah. so. It sounds like it's been downloaded off a stock media site. It's so fucking generic. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's, a, that's, that's the thing. It, it sounds like they're cut and paste like the, the, the free samples you get with GarageBand. You know, it's. So, what are so we I, was, doing? I was thinking about how Simsy, you know, used that whole Nigerian homeland and t- took an artist that, like, we listened to his album. He's pretty esoteric, like, you know, he's he's got his own thing going. But she took the hook of him and turned it into a real thing, whereas mm. this is just like, okay, you've actually made uh, you've actually made this more boring than just listening to Beyonce. And this is a pretty boring album. It's like, I don't know how you managed to pull that trick mm. off. Um, yeah. It, it is at least good and fair that she's getting dragged for for this album and it's an album worth being dragged for. Yeah. It would be more disappointing if she was being dragged and it was a good album. But um, it's a bad album and it deserves to be dragged. It's just a, it's just a deeply phoned in, profoundly uninteresting uh, unimaginative effort, and it's just really, you know, it's. it's I would say this is this is the 
This is the point at which Beyonce's cultural cachet uh, comes to a farting end, much like her husband and um, and their mate, Mr. West. Uh, nah, I don't think so. Americans just don't know shit about music, man. It's it's like that they'll just keep they'll just keep rocking up for the same stuff. Uh, of course they will. Uh, like one of the things I found with her that different from her pop contemporaries was she. I, I always felt she really knew how to use a baseline as a counterpoint to her. You know, like her voice is sort of very, very pure, like pure pop. It's a pure pop sort of voice, but she. She sort of used the bass to dirty it up a little bit, you know, like like the abs, the abs theory. You know, you got to add a little bit of grime to your to to your to your vocal. But this is just so in the mid range. There's no bass to it. Like I, I deliberately listened yeah. to this on headphones, like searching for that grinding sort of growling bass, and it's just not fucking there. Um, anyway, yeah. so thin. It's so reedy. Yeah. It's it's a cardboard drums. It's just yeah. I, I sort of really want. I was. I really wanted this album to be fucking ace. To 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 be like. I'm like. I really want to have to consider putting Beyonce in a top five at the end of the year. But fuck, man. This this might be. This might be. You just you just wanted it for the clout. You just wanted wanted to performatively like Beyonce. But Whereas the, I'm, I don't need internet clout. This might be. And I'm, I'm prepared uh, to say that this album is a braised turd. Of an offer, a glittery turd. Well, you know, we have that worst legacy album award, and this has comfortably got that at this stage. I don't know. I think I think we've probably got a few that it would yeah. uh, that will give it a big old scare before the end of the year. Uh, do, have we listened to the Chili Peppers album? I can't remember. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that that, that that's we your did. We did actually do that. Okay, sorry. I'll, yeah. I take it. I take we it got back. Adam on. And I, ta- that, I take and it we, back. And you know what? They've they've got a new album out, and we're not fucking listening to that one. Oh dear. It might be better. I'm not going to try and find out whether it is or not. They're not King Gizzard. We're not listening to everything they've ever recorded. Gizzard are currently putting the uh, finishing touches on their 24th and 25th albums. Uh, I'm glad we pressed eject on the idea of recording of this of uh, reviewing everything they've ever done because they just we just couldn't keep up with the pace. All right, Nebula. Indeed, um, this band makes a bunch of noises. Some of them are good. Um, I wouldn't. I don't, don't know if you'd call them songs, but they certainly make noises that that feel like stoner rock. Yeah. Okay. So I, I listened to this and um. Uh, I got real crow vibes from this, the, the, the crow soundtrack. And I went back and listened to the crow soundtrack, which I'm, I'm going to come back to in a sec. But it's that real, uh, the, the Nine Inch Nail song off that album is that real backgroundy sort of vocal over big chunky fucking riffs. You know, the, the vocals pulled right back in the mix. It's all about the guitars. But this doesn't have the sort of, propulsive drums like like, sto- like stoner rock makes a lot more sense because it's a little bit more droney don't you yeah. reckon um yeah i mean when i say stoner rock i'm thinking like caius yeah the caius fu manchu the caius Ky- um, vocals a little bit more front and center though isn't it the, the, well, yeah, that's the thing. He, the, the, these guys don't have the vocals to, to carry this i mean it's the, literally the band stoner which is you know Yep. Brent Bjork and Nick Olivieri is, is kind of that, that kind of thing as well, but this is not that. This doesn't get to there. Yeah, and, and that's where I sort of came around to it. Is 
I just felt like if this was a recipe, you'd get to the end and you'd taste it and you'd go, "Fuck, what's this missing? Did I put the salt in? Does it need some? Does yeah. it need some lemon juice? What you know?" And and I couldn't really put my finger on it the whole album. It's like the, the musicianship in this album I find is really really good. Like the, yeah. the, the guitar playing, and it, like, it has the odd really good, it has the odd really solid riff, but it doesn't. It, I don't know they've written very good songs. Like they haven't actually written songs that are good enough to, to hold, hold sort of and it, it does kind of illustrate that um, when you get good stoner rock like Fu Manchu or someone like that when I mean, these guys actually were early Fu Manchu members who went off and did their own thing yeah. um, you can kind of see what happens when you, when you when you're missing you can see where the bits are missing you see what happens when you don't have the full complement of parts to uh, get the thing across the line so I just wanted to quickly come back to the Crow soundtrack, which, you know, like has always ranked high on our, you know, we, we talk about soundtracks, you know, now and again throughout the, the history of the pod. Yeah, we, we've done that as a as a thing before. As a yeah. And like, I, I, I sort of always I had... I think it. it was one of our big, large round number specials. It might have been 200 or 150 or something. Yeah, we talk about Pulp Fiction and Judgment Night, and, you know, even the... Um, uh, even though go, <laughs> go, and one of the Batman soundtracks I think was pretty solid. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, ironically, one of the worst Batman movies actually had one of the, yeah, best, the soundtracks. best soundtracks. But I was listening to this today because I was trying to like trying to identify the bits of that sort of grungy rock that I really liked. I, like, I was trying to sort of touch on what was missing uh, in that album that all of these songs had. And it's like, holy fuck, this is just just absolute kudos to whoever put this together because it's just a blend of sort of grunge, industrial, uh, goth. <laughs> it's like a really, really interesting mix. A fucking murderous row of bands, like... Uh, I, Maybe I, that's not the right word to use yeah, when you're referring to the crow. Probably not for the crow. I was going to say, it, it's a pity that the music producer had more attention to detail than the fucking stunt coordinator. Yeah. Well, even probably the director. Like, the, the crow is a pretty schlocky movie. Uh, but I was uh, thinking more, you know, the, the fact that old oh, mate got yeah, killed in the production yeah, of. Yeah. But yes, it's a very, very well put together soundtrack. Like, even the songs that I would normally skip, which is like Pantera, because I'm not a massive Pantera fan, um, they got their place. Yeah, th- but in this in this soundtrack, it absolutely has its place, right? Because you you're bouncing around from the Violent Femmes, and then you sort of amp it up through Roland's band, Helmet, Pantera, and then the the songs after that sort of go into that Nine Inch Nails, but with a little bit more melody. And then you're finishing off with very melodic songs with uh, the Jesus and Mary Chain and and uh, the the really slow song at the end. It's just like someone's actually put some thought in how this <laughs> how this goes together, rather than you know just a, a random uh, bunch of tracks on a on a playlist, I guess. Well, that was back in the day when compilations were a thing. You know, yeah. big big pop compilations that sort of started in the in the middle eighties. Um, really, oh, yeah. sorry, the seventies probably, but yeah, it certainly became a huge thing in the middle eighties. Mm. And then, and then the soundtrack as essentially compilation album, but also scoring a film, yeah, was a was a massive deal. And all these things are dead now. Yep. 
Anyway, what have you got that is new, Doc? Uh, let's not beat around the bush. The chat's have a new album out. It's called Get Fucked. <laughs> um, the band are all on the cover in black and white, giving giving everybody the finger. And uh, one of the one of the band has, has got a spate singlet on, which is a lovely head tap. That uh, hat tips are Dunedin. So, um, cheers to the chats. Um, I suspect it'll be more of the same crap. Um, I remember when, when we picked their album, uh, what their. Uh, a year, you know, two years ago, it was as a joker. It was expecting it to be a lump of shit, and it happened to be um, a bit of a joy. I was not expecting to enjoy it anywhere near as much. Um, so, if, if this can hit the heights of that, then uh, that would be uh, pretty awesome. But um, I'm, I'm expecting—I I don't expect this to be the a difficult second album. I expect it to be exactly as per. So, I'm going to go with an album that I've. One one of the albums that I'd sort of bookmarked that I've been looking forward to, which is the Danger Mouse and Black Thought collaboration uh, called Cheat Codes. So that's an album now, was it? Yeah, it's an album now. It's finally turned into an album, 12 songs, 38 minutes. Uh, some good guests, uh, Raekwon, MF Doom, uh, Kiwanuka. MF Doom? Yeah, so these this How long must they record that then. Yeah, it must have been in in the in the works for quite a while. Run the jewels. Well, or- be able to tell how how recent it was by how much he sounds like he's like yeah. Marlon Brando with cotton balls in his mouth. Uh, Run the jewels, ASAP Rocky. Anyway, it, it's it's an interesting blend. So I, I've liked the songs I've heard so far. I guarantee I won't like every song on this album, but. Uh, it's, I, I'm very interested to, to give it a listen, that's for sure. Oh, what's that called? Cheat Codes. I remember Cheat Codes. Yeah, in the computer magazines, the games magazines, they tell you all the all the different yeah. codes that would get you through the, the levels. Well, or let, let you that's pick like an all, all-star NBA team. Um, I'll give right. you the golden gun on GoldenEye. All right. What do you got for us for a Joker? Do I get the Joker? Well... I, f- I feel like I, I. I just thought you'd automatically just. I thought you'd just insist on picking Happy Land. <laughs> I, I think I've listened to that enough in the last couple of weeks without having to listen to it this week. <laughs> so that's it's happened off episode. And, uh, the, you, you, uh, you were you were right Happy though. Land, yeah. it, it does fall off a cliff a little bit. There's like there's some good there's, there's, there's some good songs good and then there. there's some uh, experimental shit that probably should have been. there's four good tracks on yeah. the album I'm sorry to say that's that's what it is they are good tracks though. um oh yeah for sure for sure um I didn't prepare a uh, <laughs> I didn't prepare a joke uh, well, we could go we because could, I was not expecting we could go Kasabian I, I quite like Kasabian so I'd be interested to listen to this album but they are a bit of a late era band uh, how many albums do they have? They are. I mean, yeah, I think Muse also have an album out, but I imagine I think it, they're deep in their fucking anti-vax five G kind of. <laughs> yeah, let's not. You know, anti-lockdown conspiracy kind of shit. When was Kasabian's first album? Kasabian's first album was two thousand and four. So yeah, they've been around for a while. Dad, I thought one of the members of Kasabian had been put away for some kind of really awful thing. Oh, damn. Well, that puts it. Oh, well, obviously, it hasn't stopped the band from continuing. That's, that puts a damper on the, that idea, then. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll just really suck the air out of the room. <laughs> well, let let. I might have to look this up yeah. live because I, I, I was going to say, I don't wanna... are we, are we, is this going to be a like we sw- we find we find out that you're right? And we have to switch in Eminem for you know 
occasional vocalist Sergio Pizzon. We did. We did. Remember, we did an American uh, uh, hip hop act, and we quite liked the. We we it wasn't a great album, but we we thought that it had bits that were okay, and then we looked into the the lead vocalist, and he had done some very very bad things, and we were very sad that we yeah. we liked the album. Uh. Oh, that was it. Yeah, we one of the one of them lead and backing vocals, occasional guitar and percussion. Uh, he uh, domestically violenced his uh, girlfriend. Damn. Yeah. Um, and they followed him from the band. Oh, so, so he's- um, the, But that- oh, That's not Kasabian, that was someone else. No, that was the former lead singer. Ah, oh, right, that's right. I, I think um, we, we touched on this before. Well, the former joint lead singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not in the band anymore. We could pick this up. No, no, they've actually also um, got him out of their um, production deals. Yeah, right. So he's, he's been he t- he's, terminated he's, as a partner in their touring and merchandising companies. He's, he's been excised, is what you're saying. Yes. Oh, well, that's all right. Let's yeah, let's. He let's, admitted in court that he assaulted his then fiance with her daughter present. So uh, that hasn't gone well. Because otherwise, anyway, um, let, let's do the, let's do the Kasabian now that they've they're free of of old punchy. <laughs> <laughs> what a cunt. Oh, dear. All right, Doc. Like, that, that week had so much potential. I, I, I sort of- well, you were t- tell, Weren't you telling me how good it was this week was going to be? Another brick in the very solid week. Wheel, yeah, but- wheel, it- wheel, 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 And all of it was- I mean, it was very solid in the same way that, you know, a constipated turd is very solid. None of it was worth experiencing. I, I, don't, I don't think- um, Hellfire or transmission from the mothership were bad. I think they were pretty solid albums. They they could have been a lot. Yeah, yeah. Transmission from oh my yeah. I mean, there was a there was a. De- I think I was more disappointed that because I know there's much better yeah stuff in that space. Yeah, and maybe I'm feeling a little bit better about it because it made me do a crow deep dive, and I really <laughs> enjoyed doing the crow yeah. deep dive. Well, I'm surprised that- surprised you didn't pick the crow as your um the crow soundtrack as your um. But you've already done it. You've already done your deep yeah. dive. Yeah. So. Well. The- I was thinking, right? So they're supposed so to the be- week's the week that we forgot to do an episode. You, you've done Happy Land as a Joker album, and you've done the Crow soundtrack as a, as a Joker album. Yeah, that's right. In my own brain, um, it's a DIY Joker week. They're supposed to be doing a reboot of the Crow, and I, I think you would have to, um, you would have to really, really put some effort into the music. I think. But what 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 is out there that it that has a big name that that can give you that sort of goth industrial metal feel like fucking I Trent Reznor again? Yeah, I know. Trent Reznor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like we listen to a lot. Who's, of- Who's going to watch? Who's going to watch a, a remake of The Crow anyway? It'll be old people. Well, so you just have to have the old people music. Yeah, I guess so. You just you just pull pull back, and you know you have second tier violent femmes and Cure and Rage Against the Machine and well, Stone Temple Pilot songs. Violent femmes always were fucking second tier. That, that's a band I've always had an irrational hatred for. The Violent Femmes, I've always always hated them. I think it's because of every fucking covers band at every pub that you've ever been to will do Blister yeah. in the Sun and murder it because it's a horrible song. Yeah, well, and I just, I just that's got that song that makes my skin crawl, and I don't really understand why, but I know I hate it. Uh, I feel the same about Eagle Rock, so there you go. Yeah, Eagle Rock's pretty bad, but also because of all the drunk engineering students getting their ass out to it, yeah. dropping their strides and dancing on the dance floor. Uh, the Crow, I don't know if that was a thing where you were the but, Crow reboot's you know. got a pretty good lead actor, so 
It's a, it's a scars guard. I was going to say, I hope he, um, yeah, just watch yourself, bro. <laughs> just take out some personal, personal insurance. Yeah. Oh, dear. Wear a vest. <laughs> okay, Doc, I'll catch you next week. <laughs> on that week. cheery note. <laughs> See ya. Cheers, Doc. I was going to say, cheers, Doc. Cheers, Doc. Who the fuck am I talking to? Talking to you. Cheers, Doc. <laughs> See ya.